Welcome to the Bold Goal Crusher podcast for anyone looking to stop letting life get in the way and start crushing bold goals. I'm your host, Sarah Mayer, and I'm thrilled to navigate this journey with you because it's time to start boldly achieving without working double time. So let's dive in. Hi, everyone. I'm super excited about our guest today. Jessica is the founder of Lady Changemakers, an all-inclusive e-commerce platform for women-owned businesses. She is an expert in creating exposure and driving traffic for e-commerce businesses, and she launched Lady Changemakers in 2021 in an effort to create a central e-commerce hub for women-owned businesses. Think Amazon, but with all the lady bosses. The platform launched with 25 founding members by invite only, but will open up membership for additional members in 2022. And today she is focused on helping women grow their e-commerce businesses by educating on exposure, SEO, and so much more. I am super excited to have you on the podcast today, Jessica. Can you tell us all about the founding of Lady Changemakers and how this started? Um, It's been a long time coming. I've always been, um, I've never actually wanted to be an entrepreneur. That was never in my purview, Um, but I kind of got kicked around in corporate America quite a bit throughout my career. I always had the seed of wanting to do something. Um, And really when I grew up in my professional career, I never saw women supporting women. It wasn't really a thing for us in my time. Um, We were really told there was only enough room for a few of us at the top. So we really had to claw our way to the top. And I'm just not a corporate game kind of person. So I, when I started having an idea of maybe wanting to do my own business, I really wanted to do something that felt more supportive. And I truly enjoy supporting women-owned businesses, but I'm an introvert. And so it's really hard for me to just go out and do that out and about. Um, So I thought about creating this kind of directory where we had everyone all in one spot so that when I went out into my local community, I could easily find the women-owned businesses that I wanted to support. I found myself saving them in my Instagram where you could create that little folder and then I would never go back into it again. Um, So I really created this directory initially in 2019 for myself and turns out 83% of women want to support women-owned businesses, but 62% don't know where to find them. So I found I wasn't alone in this. So it really started as this directory. Um, We started with about 50 businesses in our directory. It's at over 750 today. So it really has grown organically, which has been really exciting. Um, But where we're at today is really a bigger vision that I had because I knew with my background in marketing and advertising that I could give women the exposure they were looking for for their businesses. But I wanted to now show them that I could also help them gain sales as well. So now we have a marketplace that kind of complements our directory. So you can join our directory and also join our marketplace where you can actually sell your products, your services, and your events. I love this. And I, I'm a data nerd and also an introvert. I have an operations background. So I love the facts that you drop. And I, I, I resonate with that. I want to support women. I just didn't know how, or didn't know who 
you know, and so then I would end up on Amazon and nothing against Amazon. I love a good overnight delivery, but it wasn't really helping other women business owners. And then as I started to learn that women were struggling to get their products out there, I just love that you took that idea and put it all in one place. So your journey, though, has not been easy, probably, huh? Like getting going when you have that big goal. Tell us a little bit about your journey. How did you get over some of the setbacks and roadblocks that I'm sure you had? No, one of the biggest things I've had to learn and keep learning over and over again is to have to work on myself first to really see the growth in my business. And what I've noticed is this is especially true for women. And it's not necessarily always true for men. So I can see a lot of male-owned businesses that, you know, we don't have a ton of women-owned businesses to look up to um, back in the day. So it's we're really looking at what the men were doing. And it was just like, they're very cold. They're just very profit-driven. And trying to do that as a women-owned business was not working for me. So one of my biggest lessons was learning that I had to do the work on myself first and really build that confidence, especially being introverted. I'm the most introverted person you could ever meet. So trying to get over that and build my confidence and understand how I can stand within my own power and to really complement my business. So that was my biggest lesson. And it's one of the biggest pieces of advice I always give to people is to work on yourself first so that you can really stand with your business and really grow and scale it. Because if you're not working on yourself, your business isn't going to follow with that growth. Um, And then I forgot the other part of your question. Just how did you keep going past those roadblocks that came? And I think you answered that. And one of the things that I have found is that I used to have a sales background. Well, I do have a sales background. And it was so easy to sell other people's things because I wasn't emotionally attached. I didn't create that thing. But then when I was in business for myself and started selling my own things, it was a whole different deal. And so even as a woman, I was like, ooh, I'm not sure. And I had to do a lot of that inner work as well. Like, how come I can sell all this stuff for this company but I can't sell one thing for myself. And so I think that that inner work, as you mentioned, is so important, whether you're an introvert or an extrovert, because when you're doing business for yourself, it's a passion, like you're you're excited about it. And when it's not doing well, it's not like you can just say, well, boss, we tried (laughs) and that's it. We did our best. So I mean, I can relate to that so much with the sales. Mm -hmm. I So coming from marketing and advertising, I just was really turned off by sales. I felt that it was very manipulative. I didn't want to be like that. Um, I come from a very, when I grew up, it was all about your work ethic. If you worked really hard, it would pay off, which doesn't translate in business. So if no one's seeing your stuff, they're not buying your stuff. I just assumed if I built it, they would come. Um, And I really had to learn how to do sales my own way. I kept trying to replicate what I was seeing others doing, trying to do it on social, which didn't work for me at at all. And Sarah, you've seen my sales deck. It's it's a presentation. I put together a PowerPoint presentation. It has data in it. And just like you, I'm obsessed with data and trends and research. Mm -hmm. And that's what lights me up is to kind of show all of that information. And that's how I had to learn how to sell. So anytime people ask me for tips and stuff, it's really what works for you. Um, You might have to, it's trial and error in the beginning. So I really had to learn social. That's not the way I'm selling. That just does not work for me. I love engaging on social, but I don't like selling on social. 
And so yeah. just really learning how, how you work is going to make all the difference. I think one of the things that you just hit on that really resonates with me. And when I started my journey and I know there's others out there, I was told, well, you should do this and you need to do this mm-hmm. and you have to do this. And I realized that I didn't need to actually do any of those things. And if I stayed true to who I was and what felt good to me, I actually did better. And one of the things that you hit on Jessica is the power of relationships. While you're, I have seen your sales uh, deck, your recruitment deck and how you recruit women. But what I think you do really well is you build that relationship and then you pack it with data and facts and it's not just smoke and mirrors. And I think a lot of times when people get into business or they set this big goal, as soon as they start telling the world the goal, that's when those, well, you should do this, you need to do this and you have to do that starts. Mm -hmm. So how did you get past that when people were trying to tell you you needed to do things that maybe weren't authentic for you. What were your, what were your ways to get by? Uh, well, to be really honest, I failed a lot at that in the beginning. I did do all the things that people were telling me to do, assuming it would work. I thought I needed this huge Instagram following and had to build that up. And then my Instagram got deleted and I had all my followers were gone. So, I mean, I had to learn through trial and error what actually worked for me. Um, What really made a huge impact was the Enneagram. Finding out what my Enneagram number was helped me really understand how my mind worked. And I always tell people my brain thinks differently. Like this is just not working. I'm trying it and it's not working. And people just say, keep at it, keep showing up, be consistent. I'm like, but everything's telling me this is not going to work. So really listening to, are you resisting what this advice for a reason? Um, Are you just doing because you don't want to do it? Or is it actually not working for you? And again, goes back to, do you understand how your brain works? I recently found out that I have Asperger's and ADHD, which adds a whole new layer into how my brain functions. So now that I have this information, how can I utilize it to better serve my audience? And I appreciate you so much for saying uh, that I focus on relationship building because I'm so introverted that one-on-one relationships are where I really thrive. I love talking one-on-one with people, even though I'm introverted, I love getting into deep conversations. So I'm, I do really love relationship building, but if you put me in an event with 300 people, I'm totally overwhelmed. I can't have that really close connection that I crave when I have a one-on-one conversation. Yeah. It's those deep, deep connections. I think also uh, as an introvert, I love the social setting too, but I get a lot more, my cup gets filled when I have those deep connections. So talk to me about this goal. You, you went out into the world, you said, I'm going to change the world for women business owners. And when you shared that with everybody, what were some of the initial reactions that you received from people? I was just so excited for the support that I received when saying that. I feel like it when I started to say this goal, it was just like a coming of age for women-owned businesses. We're all starting to realize how powerful we all are together. And we're mm-hmm. starting to see this huge shift. So I'm just so excited to help move us all along. I just really want to even the playing field between men and women. We deserve to be seen as much as male-owned businesses are. 
And I just want to help play my part in making sure that we all feel seen and heard. I mean, a stat out there is that most women-owned businesses fail and most women-owned businesses do not make over six figures a year. And that's just not okay with me. We deserve, yes. and I, a lot of that has to do with, we need to do our own growth, but we also need to be seen and we're not given as much funds as male-owned businesses. We're not given as much publicity as male-owned businesses. We just don't have the same starting line as most male-owned businesses do. So I'm just hoping that this platform is going to help even the playing field between male-owned businesses and women-owned businesses. Yeah, you know, I think what's really interesting, I, I have worked in a predominantly male you know, environment many times, and I think what's really interesting, when I was thrown into this world of entrepreneurship, and I had, I wouldn't call them mentors, but people who are well-respected in the industry say to me, well, you need to get to six figures. And I'm like, great. So once I get to six figures, how much am I going to make? They're like, well, then you'll break, you could break $50,000. I like died. I was like, that is not the goal. Like, not the goal. Like we need to, as women, be striving for more. And mm -hmm. I think one of the things that really hit me is that, you know, you talk a lot about the men, the difference between men and women, like men will dive into a business or apply for a job and they don't even know how to do it and they don't care. And they have no expertise in that, but they will figure it out and they will get all their buddies to help them figure it out. And for some reason, for women, we have to have everything figured out before we'll go headfirst in. And so mm -hmm. it's been really interesting being in this environment, especially from people who are viewed as successful telling me, well, then you can make $50,000. And I was like, how do we get to the point where as women business owners, we're making 200 plus thousand dollars? How do we get to that point? Because me just sending this little email is not going to get me to that point. And I think that's really where setting the goal low of, well, I want to make, you know, six figures so I can make $50,000. That's not a driver for a lot, a lot of people who are goal oriented. So how do you combat those goals that are maybe low bar set that you hear in the industry? How are you helping to change that? Yeah. I mean, I remember getting that same those having those same conversations. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, if I could just make six figures, that sounds amazing. Mm -hmm. But especially last year and during this pandemic, we have seen more companies become billion dollar companies, billion with a B. And yeah. that seeing that happen, and especially seeing women-owned businesses become billion dollar companies blew my mind and really kind of opened my mind up to what's possible for us. And it's really having these women that have paved the way for us that really helped me to make that money shift that I really, really needed. And so now I want lady change makers. I mean, it feels audacious to say this, but I want it to become a billion dollar company. Mm -hmm. Am I the person that's going to get it there? I mean, it's going to, I'm going to need a huge team to help me get to there. Yeah. Um, but setting that audacious goal helped me to expand my mind to really see what's possible and then help me work backwards for, okay, if I want this to happen, this crazy, crazy goal, how do mm -hmm. I get there? And who do I need to put in place to help me get there? And I totally agree with you. We need more women expanding and thinking past that first six figures 
because you're right. Yeah. You're just going to net 50K. And in that case, why don't you just go back into corporate? <laughs> if that, I mean, if, if you can even net that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I love it. And I think one of the things that's really important is that, you know, they always say a true leader, it's not about what they do with the position or the business or the company, but it's about who they pass the torch to and what they do with that. And I think it's really insightful, Jessica, that you mentioned that you may not be the one who can solely take it there, but it goes back to those relationships and who can you bring along on the journey that gets your vision and can take it to a place that maybe you never even dreamed of. And I think that's, that's the really cool part of starting a business. You know, I think it was Steve Jobs, I'll have to fact check this, but I think he's the one who said, don't hire people, you don't hire talented people to tell them what to do, you hire talented people, so they tell you what to do. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I think that's really a cool, a cool thing about what you're building in Lady Changemakers. And I think that also comes from the internal work of realizing that this isn't Jessica Changemakers, (laughs) this is... Lady and the the collective that's going to make the change. Yeah, I I got great advice last year that no one's ever told me to do this. So I think anyone who's starting a business should hear this advice that I've received last year with my two years into my business. But you need to think about your exit strategy with your business Mm -hmm. when you launch it. And that never even occurred to me. All I could think about Mm -hmm. was how do I grow it? But how are you growing your business? Like what is, what's your end game for your business? Mm-hmm. And so learning how I wanted to exit my company was one of the biggest things I learned last year. So I learned about acquisitions and I learned about um, mm-hmm. selling my business and I learned about just exiting or passing it on to a family member. So you get to really explore all these options and learning what your end goal is Mm -hmm. so that you can work backwards from there is so important. And I don't know why no one's ever told me that before. (laughs) Yeah. And I think when building a business, and I know a lot of my listeners have a goal of building a business, and I think it's really important to think beyond you. When the business revolves around you doing everything that's not a business that somebody wants to buy down the road. So how do you build something that empowers and engages others and can survive long past you? And that's really your legacy. That's your, your impact for the future. So I love what you're creating and what you're doing. Now, what tips do you have for somebody when you come up with a wild idea or you see something that needs to change? What would you tell somebody to do to get started? Oh, man. So it's very overwhelming when you first start because you don't even know where to start. Um, but to really get your end game in mind, have that set mm-hmm. so you know what to work towards. And then if you are like me and still have a full-time job while trying to build a business, just focusing on your top priority for the week. Don't make a huge to-do list because it's just going to overwhelm you. You can kind of make a whole list of everything you want to accomplish, stick it into a project management system, but keep those like one to three tasks a week that you need to complete. So at least you're accomplishing goals along the way. And then you'll just find that you, I I think the biggest thing people say is they don't have time for things, but if Mm -hmm. you just start with one thing, you'll be able to add, it'll become so consistent that you're able to add another thing in there. So that's what I really learned is just to do one thing, 
do that one thing really well. And then I can add something to that because now that one thing has become so consistent. I'm just used to doing it. And all of a sudden I found time for that second thing that I now need to do. So really yeah. taking things one step at a time and just focusing on top priorities that you can accomplish each week. Yeah, I love that. I think a lot of times I motivated on Monday and people will write down a hundred things they want to do for the week and they don't look at their calendar. And then at the end of the week, it's so deflating. It's like, oh, I didn't do any of that. So I love the focus on one or two things and getting started. And I mean, you're working a full-time job building a business. How do you juggle it all? <laughs> By doing that one thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, exactly. hard. I, it's hard. I'm lucky enough to work from home, which gives me kind of a leg up there. Mm-hmm. So I'm able to sneak lady change makers in when I have the time. Um, so that's really been helpful for me. Um, but yeah, just working on that one thing, being hyper-organized, everything is in my calendar. Everything is scheduled out. So I have a project management system that I use that has all my tasks in it. And then I put everything into my calendar and just kind of live by my calendar. Yeah, I love it. Now, if you were to go back in time and come up with this idea again, what would be something you maybe would do differently in your journey? Hmm. I would find somebody. So I'm always willing to invest in myself and invest for my business. I my best advice for that is to find somebody who's been there before and who's had the success that you wanted. I found an amazing business consultant last year. Um, and I only found her because I stepped into her house and saw her house and said, this is the life I've been wanting. How do I get there? And found out she was a business consultant who's um, scaled and exited multiple businesses. And that was the person that I had needed. And I should have had them two years ago. And that would have really helped me build my business a lot faster without me making all of these trial and errors that I've made. Um, not to say I hadn't learned a ton, but if I had found that person earlier on, I think Lady Changemakers would be scaled way, way above where we're at right now. Uh, now, now you also had to learn a lot of technology as well. Um, and I know you went through some frustrating times with technology and everything like that. How did you keep going? How did you just not give up? <laughs> I mean, I, I love technology. So that helps that I actually enjoy working in technology. But I, I mean, if I run into an issue, it is so deflating sometimes when you run into technology issues and can't figure it out, especially for me being such a nerd. I feel like I have to figure out all these solutions. Um, I hired a web team last year um, where we just don't have the same communication expectations. So I had a lot of frustrations there, Um, but that's all part of business and learning how you work versus other people work. It's opportunities to really learn how to build those relationships with vendors where I'm just used to doing everything myself. So it was a really great learning experience for me as a leader and how to kind of step up. but technology, there's always somebody out there who can solve your problem. Google is your best friend. Um, hiring those experts who know how to solve those problems. Um, yeah. And it's really hard when you're first starting out and aren't making that first six figures to be able to pay for yeah. those things. But again, I am willing, if I see the value in something, I'm willing to invest in it um, if I know there's going to be a return. Yeah. So really the keys 
for your big goal were investing in yourself, doing the work, building relationships and stepping out of what other people told you you needed to do. I love it. I'm so excited to see the the lady change makers journey. Just seeing you over the past couple of years, you really have not only grown personally, but grown a really cool business. And I'm excited to see where you go in the future on your rocket ship to <laughs> changing the way women support other women in business. And we buy things from women owned businesses. So if somebody wanted to work with lady changemakers or get involved, how would they do that, Jessica? So our website is ladychangemakers.com. If you are a women-owned business, our directory is completely free to join, and you can do that by going to ladychangemakers.com. If you're interested in going into the marketplace, um, we've got our tabs on our website that'll take you right to our marketplace, tell you what packages we have available. Um, on all of our social media, we are at Lady Changemakers. I'm most active on Instagram and TikTok. Really trying to get on TikTok, and I encourage everyone to start moving over there because that's going to be where a lot of your traffic is going to come from. Um, and we're also doing a giveaway for your audience. So I just want to shout oh, that out. We are giving away a box full of women-owned products. So it's valued at over $250. A lot of them are from the women in our marketplace. Um, the box is so amazing. I kept one for myself because I loved it so much. Um, but you can enter to win the box by going to ladychangemakers.com backslash giveaways. Great. I love that. And then if my listeners aren't business owners, you can definitely check out Lady Changemakers as you're doing your shopping, your gifting. Like when you start giving away gifts, I know there are some great vendors on there that have some great gifts for birthdays, holidays, all the things. So Make that your first stop when yes. you're shopping, because that's how we support other women and help them get beyond uh, their goals as well and achieving their goals. So I love it. I love what you're building. I love what you're doing, Jessica. And I really love watching your journey because I think so many women don't get started because they're afraid to say they have this big goal and they don't know where to get started. So you're a great role model. You're paving the way. And I just think that's so cool. Oh, thank you so much. This has been such a great conversation. Thank you so much for having me on today. Yeah, great. Well, all right, everyone. If you have that thing that you know is going to change not only your life, but the lives of others, please take the leap because we need you to do that. And just know that building relationships and doing the inner work on yourself will help you get there. Have a good day and check out Lady Changemakers. Thank you for tuning in to the Bold Goal Crusher podcast, where we crush goals and everything that gets in the way. I always love to support my community. So feel free to text the word goal to 480-530-5368. Again, 480-530-5368 and the word goal. And then tell me all about your goals and dreams. Thanks for tuning in. I look forward to seeing you crush your goals this year.